Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Oh, Q, welcome to our podcast for High Five, the podcast. I have killed my brother Mufasa, and now I am glad to talk to you. My God, Jay, that's a great scar. Oh, wow, Q, wow, damn, you're better than me because you did a great Gaston. Mine's not that great. I was doing an Ursula. High five? (laughs) Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Now I'm just gonna do this voice for the rest of the show. Uh, I... Be prepared! (laughs) (laughs) That's the only only other scar thing I know. That's perfect. (laughs) Hey, hey Jay, welcome to our our episode about... uh, animated disney villains hey q thank you so much for You're welcoming so, me to your show i really like your dedication to the character and you like semi gouged one eye out you have a very oh, yeah. long scar in your face right now it's a, it's over the eye um and it makes me look like i've been in battle um I, you know i gave it to myself obviously with a dull butter knife so it was a terrible experience right but Looking cool. It's the new cigarettes, really. Scars also, are the new cigarettes. I'm going to be honest. You have a little blood dripping, so I can tell it's fresh. So if you want to just, like, dab other eye. Yep. No. There you go. No. <laughs> Got no. it. Oh. I don't know why you gouged both eyes. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. Well, I want to dedicate myself to the show, Q. If people can't see us, I don't want to be able to see them. That's. <laughs> Isn't wow, that, that is, how this works? That is heavy. That is heavy. Oh, who di- who oh, directed mommy. this? Tim Burton. That's great. What? I love it. what because he, he, oh, he does. Oh, because he does dark did, shit. Okay, right. yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I'm tracking. And now. he also adapts Disney cartoons now. He does. He made was he's doing Dumbo. He's doing Dumbo. He did. A, he took a huge old Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did read some reviews recently, like the embargo lifted and. And word is actually that it may be one of Tim Burton's best live action films like in the, like a long time. The Dumbo movie? Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I want it to be good. The trailer doesn't make me hate it. It looks like he's hitting all the beats. It so looks I like want a, it to be good. Yeah, I get that. The thing is, I, I haven't given up. Q, I have not given up on Tim Burton yet. I, I know we've we've had like almost a decade of him hurting our feelings. I was about to say, how uh, many times are you going to get shocked in that maze? I, the thing is, I, I just, I don't want to give up on him yet. Cause every time I'm almost there, I'm like, yeah, but big fish was real good. <laughs> it's like, but then, then he comes out with like a chocolate factory, a Willy Wonka, and the chocolate sure. factory. And I'm like, oh shit. 
But I mean, Edward Scissorhands is pretty good. And then he and then he just shits in your eyeballs with a Miss Peregrine's home yeah. for peculiar children. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? But then I'm like, but Batman. Right. <laughs> like, and it's then just he's so like, and then he's like, oh yeah, Dumbo. And then you're like, whoa, <laughs> and like, wait a okay. minute. Fingers crossed. All right. Let's see if we've got this. This is a real abusive relationship you have with Tim Burton. <laughs> it is. He it keeps is, beating I, you, but you keep remembering the I good keep, times. You know what? This next time's going to be different, Q. He's changing. I'm telling you. Oh, man. Uh, so just, what's up, I, I want it to be good. I don't... I mean... Movies, man. There's so much going on. <laughs> What's up? Movies. Movies. Okay. Are this is a yep. movie podcast. We're talking You're about right. movies. You know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase. There's no need for a segue here. We watched some fucking movies this week. Did you? Yeah. How many? Um. Well, at least two. At least at two. At least? Okay. I, I, the reason I want to talk to you about this is because I finally saw Sorry to Bother You. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, without telling me what they are, tell me what you thought of them. Oh, <laughs> Great and great. Oh, um, perfect. No, I, I, I finally saw Sorry to Bother You. And? It's incredible. Do you understand why I said that it should be on our Oscar-nominated list? I I 100% agree. I could not, and I'm not going to spoil it for people because it's just so great. The twist that it takes? The twist that it takes. You did not see coming? No. Nope. Because not you know why? Because you know why? Because it's They insane. had trailers... That did not spoil the movie. Look, and good for them. And the thing is, I I liked it so much that I won't even spoil it now. It's nope. just the, the story goes in a direction that I did not expect. But the thing is, I loved everything preceding it. And everything at the beginning is so otherworldly, alternate universe like especially with the David Cross voice. Sure. It's just, just so good. Everything about it was so good. I will say, though, that, uh, that when... Um, when Lakeith Stanfield is arguing with his friend outside of uh, oh, during the picket line, yeah, and they have that standoff, and they are saying hilariously nice things in a very angry demeanor, right? I thought to myself that Boots Riley, the director and writer of this film, must have listened to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, he must have heard how we talk to each other because I thought about this and I was like, this is like a daily conversation with Joey and I, where it's like. Oh, yeah, what have you been up to? Hmm? Great. Well, you look fantastic, okay? Well, I hope you have a really great dinner and you have something nutritious that gives you life. Oh, energy. a good dinner? I hope you have a good week. I hope you have the best week. You know what? That promotion you wanted at work, I hope you get it. You know what? We should go out for drinks. I should... agree. I'm going to buy you a drink. I enjoy your company. <laughs> I'm going to buy you all the drinks. I enjoy your company. Good day, sir. Be prepared. <laughs> but it's a fantastic movie, man. All the performances across the board are great. Yep. Army Hammer's in that movie. It does I, a great job. Another, another like, surprise when I saw him in the opening credits. I was like, I didn't know Army Hammer was in this movie. And he does great. I love totally. his character. Totally, totally. And oh. uh, Tessa Thompson's in the movie. She's wonderful in the movie. Uh, her character is wonderfully bizarre. Totally, very wonderful. She's another one though that we kind of talked about yeah. on our up and coming list. Well, because like, she's up and she's in the new uh, Men in Black movie that's coming out that looks really great. That is her, right? She's, yeah, and then she, she's in Thor Ragnarok. We yep, love her. There. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so I'm I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's doing some good things. Um, the other movie I saw was yeah. I saw Vox Lux. Oh, 
How was that? That is, it's a. I'm bitter, not even sure I know what that movie is. I kind of understand. It's it's a bitter pill. Like it's Kay. good. It's real good. All music written by Sia. I do know that. Correct. It's basically the the way the the way that I could describe it is um. You know the guy who made a uh, funny games. Yes. Haneke. Michael Haneke. Yeah. It'd be like if Michael Haneke had directed. A Star is Born instead of Bradley Cooper. Oh, weird. <laughs> That's basically the premise of the movie. <clears throat> okay. So so I'll just sort of describe this movie because I don't think it ruins anything for you. Um, okay. It opens with the school shooting. All right. So it opens horrifically. On a, high, on a very yeah. positive note. Horrifically. And one of the survivors is a girl who gets shot through the neck, and her and her sister write a song about the experience basically. Oh, okay. And it becomes like an anthem and an overnight sensation. She gets a record contract and then it goes from there and she oh. grows up into Natalie Portman. Got it. And she is a Sia esque lady Gaga esque performer, but she's completely shallow and hollow and just a terrible person and ruining the lives of everybody around her. And it's really like it's broken up into two parts. And the first part is how she becomes famous and gets to that, you know, like an awkward teenager who goes through a hor- horrific experience. Sure. And then it just jumps like 30 years. And it's like, well, what is she like as a 35-year-old? Interesting. And at the height of her star power. And it's it's just that. It's nihilistic and uncomfortable and mean, but it's really well made. Like it's nice. good. But it's it's one of those that I feel like it'll be divisive. Like there'll probably be a lot of people who listen to this and call me crazy because it's good. But it's one of those where you like you either really like it or you kind of can't stand it. Interesting. It's, I can see people walking away from it just going because nah, I didn't not even remember that. Did that hit theaters? Was that not like really. a limited release? It had a small, um, basically a uh, a film festival release. Okay, um, and I think I, I think it played some of the big markets like New York and, and Chicago and L.A. Um, sure, but I didn't see it much around Nashville, and I didn't see much about it advertising wise. I had just heard about it through sites like Collider. Sure, or yeah, and I had, some of the and news. that's kind of that was kind of my uh, my. Yeah brush with it as well as I really just heard about it through movie reports. But one of the things about it as uh, Natalie put the, the performances in it are incredible. Um, Natalie Portman is amazing. Chewing up the scenery left and right, doing great things. Jude law is awesome. Really awesome. Like he's in it as her manager. Yeah. He's kind of like a scuzzy Hollywood manager so and he is playing Jude Law? Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> it's like scuzzier than normal Jude Law. Perfect. And, it's, it. It, and he does really, really good in it. Um, yeah, I just, like I said, it won't be for everybody, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, all right. Well, uh, we also watched two movies. Ooh, recently. tell me. Uh, first one was the Rebel Wilson vehicle, Isn't It Romantic? We haven't seen that yet. How is it? It's fantastic. Really? Okay. It is so damn good, dude. Really? I was laughing. It was not at all what I expected. Well, it was kind of. Can I 
I did a little research because as I'm watching this movie, right? Sure, sure, sure. As we're as Haley and I are watching this movie, we're laughing our ass off. Yeah. It is super meta. It is everything you want it to be. It is everything that I feel pretty wanted to be. The Amy oh. Schumer movie. Right. So it it they took uh that movie and made it good. <laughs> <laughs> they they fixed the script. Better writing, better performances, no Amy Schumer. It's a win. Also, I'm really starting to like Rebel Wilson. I you think haven't she, you haven't always I mean, liked Rebel Wilson? Come on, I think she's she, always been great. She teeters on the line for me though of doing the she's going the Melissa McCarthy route. And I feel like she's capable of more than that. I she's always the like, look at me, I'm the gross big girl. But, I mean, that's true, but she's funny. Right. In that. But like, this in movie Pitch perfect, she's real good. This movie doesn't play that angle at all. Oh good. Um, she's just a person who has who feels like she doesn't she doesn't value herself. Right. But this movie, surprisingly, unlike the Amy Schumer vehicle I feel pretty, with by which by the way, if anybody has is still seeing that movie, please remember to tweet your reviews to Jason Marsden. Please do. It's very or just important. if you're catching it like at Redbox or something. He just wants to know. He wants to know what you think of that movie. Um oh. tell him high five sent you. Yeah. Um so that movie, if you remember, when we reviewed it, and people can go back and listen to our movie yeah, review, we went and saw a screening time. Uh, and and watched it right after, or and and recorded right after. Um, in that movie, everybody reacts to Amy Schumer like she is a disgusting human being. Right. Even the most normal things, like she asks for shoes at a gym, and she's like right. a size nine wide or something, something that is a normal ish shoe size and people are like oh my god like that's disgusting you're disgusting does this movie like circumvent that it totally has none of that instead instead there's no references to her appearance it is solely based on she's kind of a doormat people just kind of like walk on her right and she allows it and of course through the through the movie she gains self-confidence that's kind of the thing sure she's the star of the romantic comedy but this movie so perfectly nails and does such clever, detailed things with the tropes and with the idea that this is a meta comedy. Right. You know the premise. It's told in the trailer. She not she bumps her head. She wakes up in a romantic comedy. And hilarity ensues. It's so smart. That okay. was what I couldn't get over. It was so smart. And on top of it, the directing blew me away really the Uh, you don't hear that a lot with rom-coms no the attention to detail dude and i know you'll appreciate this and the opening parts of the movie prior to her hitting her head is filmed like kind of like a like an indie movie like everything looks really plain but they're not going out of their way to make everything look dumpy sure the the shots are very static um and you have like a lot of long shots It, it looks very indie right and as soon as she hits her head, the entire direction of the film changes like, to like match that. the rom-com. So not only like the color palette and sound effects, but no. it's the actual directing style as well. The camera movements change. That. Now the I camera movements are sweeping movements and very yeah. flowy. The shots are all picturesque wide shots. Like, it's really well thought you, out. See, and that's the thing. You know I love shit like that because with Grand Budapest Hotel – I still can't get over talking about how every different chapter is filmed in the screen ratio size of that time period. Exactly. 
and like that sort of stuff just I love it. It's it's like it's like caramel on the top of any like of any dessert. So then of course while I'm watching this, I'm like I got to find out who this director is cuz he's doing a great fucking yeah, job. Yeah, of course. Do you know who he is? I don't. I haven't researched it. Who is it? Uh his name is Todd Strauss Schulson. Does that, that sound name, familiar to you? That de- it does. Sounds very familiar. Because the movie he did before this was the Final Girls. Uh, I knew I recognized that name. Which was also a super meta play yeah. on 80s horror and slasher I movies. I dug that movie quite a bit. So this is that, but for romantic comedies. Love it. I'm in. We'll, we're going to watch it this week. Dude, It's so you will not be disappointed. Sweet. You will not be disappointed. So that Sweet. was one. Now we're going to move from a movie that you won't be disappointed in into a movie that you will probably be disappointed <laughs> in, which will also kind of segue us back to our namesake topic of Disney cool. movies. Um, I also saw Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. You did. You had mentioned this briefly. To and me. I'm going to make I'll, I'll make this short and sweet, dude. Here's the problem. Um, it's just not a great entry in the MCU. It's just not. I would say it ranks with or possible. Well, I would say it ranks with Ant Man two and Thor two. Oof. And that's, those aren't that's harsh. Those aren't terrible movies. No, but as MCU movies go, they're just not good. It's yeah. bo- it's boring. Um, they make uh, there's it's just riddled with plot holes. Some of the stuff is so on the nose. And as somebody who is all for um, feminine equality, right. as High Five the podcast is. Uh, oh wait, okay, yeah. What? <laughs> you you broke up. You like the audio oh. goes. I said. Uh, I said. Someone as someone who is all for feminist authority or feminist equality, kind of like High Five podcast is. Yeah, of course. Um, some of the stuff was so on the nose that mm. it felt like pandering. So let me ask you. As compared to Wonder Woman, the DC yes. entry of this yep. version. What? Man, I hate – I'm going to be honest with you. I hate doing that. Okay. Because just because they're two female-led superhero movies, it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges. I will say that I felt more respect was paid in Wonder Woman than in this movie. Because That's I feel fair. like Wonder Woman didn't go out of its way to be like – we are making these choices like it its story lent itself to the feminist ideologies that it had in it as opposed with it just saying saying i'm a feminist yeah hey look i'm a girl yeah um there was an article that i read that described it in a fantastic way that the the real the real point of equality and something that would be really groundbreaking would be making a female-led superhero movie and not having to say, hey, look, but I'm a girl doing these things that men do the entire movie. Right. It would be I mean, treating yeah. it exactly like a male-driven superhero movie that just happens to be a woman. Right. That would be true, like, equality. There were some really weird moments that... And, you know, I am not a woman. I don't know if that surprises you or not. I'm shocked to my core. I am core. not. But there were some weird moments that were even on the nose for me that was like, come on. Like, there is a big fight scene towards the end where they literally play No Doubts, I'm Just a Girl over the fight scene. So, and, and do you feel, 
I mean, obviously they made that choice because it's, hey, it's the 90s, but right. you feel like they within that universe they were still a little bit too, like... Yeah, it felt very, like, like navel-gazy. It yeah. felt, like, super weird and just unnecessary. Yeah. They're, they go out of their way to say, to, like, do some... Like, there's a point where... um. There's a flat and none of these are spoilers. There's a flashback and Carol Danvers, the test pilot in the 90s, is being confronted by a male pilot in a bar. And he says, women don't fly test planes. There's a reason they call it a cockpit. Which felt weird. <laughs> Which felt, yeah. It did. It yeah. felt like, wait, is this the 90s or the 50s? But then again, I, I mean, to play devil's advocate, in all fairness, because we're not women, maybe ladies who grew up in the 90s, maybe that was pretty accurate. Maybe. Unfortunately. I but, hope not, but, but maybe. Ultimately, did it have anything to do with the movie? That's no. my real question. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't. Probably not. It didn't. It didn't yeah. further the story. Her character's motivations were at no point to say, I'm going to fucking stick it to men. Yeah. If if it were, if it were, let's say Devil's Advocate, a Wonder Woman movie where she grew up on an island only populated by women. Right. Then she has a reason to not trust men. That's true. Does that make sense? Oh, that that is very much that makes a lot of sense because what you're talking about is con context. Exactly. Whereas in this movie, men do shitty things throughout the movie, but it really never plays any part in the story or how she develops as a character. It's just like, hey, things are shitty for women. Pay attention. Yes. And in a movie that's not making that point. Yes. It's making and it's trying to make multiple points and it's doing it messily. Yes. And so I'm simply reviewing it from the standpoint of a film goer and i'm not gonna get muddled in with all of the you know is it empowering to women maybe i don't know i'm not a woman but maybe yeah. do i think that it felt super heavy-handed yes do i feel like it's getting praise on a level that it doesn't deserve yes do you think it could have been a better film absolutely yes. and that's what we're talking about on this podcast is movies and yep. like the, and the that's act of that's kind of where i'm at but I will say, though, I have noticed a really weird trend. I think people, because you did have all these shitty male gross trolls that kind of troll bombed this movie before which it came out. Which is nonsense. It should which never is have fucking happened. garbage. Like, we, garbage. we stand wholly opposed. If you want to rag on a movie because it's not a great film, let's have a conversation. But if you want to rag on it before you've seen it to drop its rankings to hopefully internet troll it, you're a disgusting piece of garbage. And fuck you. Yeah, from High Five, the podcast. Like, 100% every day. Fuck you. But I think you're a kind, human burning testicle. It created this weird uh, paradigm where people feel bad about saying the movie isn't good. Yeah, no, I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like people are like, well, I don't want to say it's not good because then I'll because I'm a white dude, I'm going to seem like I'm trolling the movie. Uh, no, no, I, I understand that, too, because like there are some movies like the was that the free state of Jones with Matthew yes. McConaughey. It's yes. just a bad movie. But if you say you don't like it, it's like, well, is that because you're racist? It's like, no, right. no, and it's you're just like, a no, shitty no, movie. not at all. I just didn't like the movie and yeah. I thought it felt ha heavy handed. And I have two daughters. Yeah. And I will say this. Uh. 
and it, we'll let this speak for itself. I showed them. The, we went and saw Wonder Woman all together, uh-huh. and they fucking loved it. They came out saying they wanted to be Amazonian warriors. They watched the trailer for Captain Marvel and were like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So okay. that's – there we go. Well, let me ask this. How is Ben Mendelsohn? Uh, ben Mendelsohn is good, although for some reason he plays a alien with an Australian accent. Weird. Is he a bad guy? Um, Maybe. Maybe he's a bad guy. I don't know. I just, spoiler alert. I don't I, know. I have no idea. I'm just trying to get to a segue to Disney villains. Hold on. He does. Can I just say once again, he plays an alien who looks like an alien, but has, but has a enough. very Australian accent. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, Odd. Odd choice. The, uh, so moving on to the, the verdict is out. Uh, so a better. I've got a better segue than that. Okay, let's do it. Better segue is let's talk about a Disney trailer featuring a villain. The the brand new Aladdin trailer dropped today. You know what? That's a really fucking good segue, Q. I you sent me that this morning, and we actually are recording it. If you want to backdate this to when we record it, guys, to the day that that trailer came out, we both watched this today. This is trailer number three. Well, there was it's trailer full trailer number one teaser number three. Uh, it's, they called it. Well, three. yeah, I guess. Because there there have been two teasers. But One teaser was terrible, but let's and the be other teaser was weird. Both of those teasers are like a minute and a half. So I yeah. feel like that's being like, uh, trailer mulligan one, trailer mulligan two. <laughs> right. Here's the, <laughs> here's the real trailer we were meant to show you. Well, why didn't like, you just show me that three trailers ago? Oh, man. You, you, you were hitting on a conversation that me and Amanda have a whole lot. She hates teasers. And I'm kind of to the point where I'm with her because a teaser is like a – Somebody could make it in Photoshop to say, hey, totally. look at this background. Here's some fonts coming 2021. I'm it's like, like what care. the fuck are we doing? And then the other one is like, hey, we're going to show you some stuff. And it's the exact same thing with him picking up the lamp at the end. It's like, guys, what are we doing? Uh, but then we saw the genie. And we've actually talked about that, you and yes. I, on this show. Uh, we talked about it on our trailers episode. Yeah. So now let's circle back around because we've seen a new trailer with more genie action. Yes. Where do you land? Or do you want my opinion first? Uh, you can go ahead. You know, I, I'm i in a better place than I was, if I'm being completely honest. I still am not sure if I'm on board with this movie. But I am not as far off board on Will Smith <laughs> being the genie. I was hoping you were going to say, I'm not not on board. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that's a good way. I'm not not on board. For Will Smith as the genie. I'm not sold on him. Serious Let's be stare. clear. Let's be clear about this. But I'm in a better place than I was. I'm no longer feeling blue about it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because, well, and, and I actually mentioned that to you, is the one of the things I did appreciate about this trailer was that they showed how he camouflages himself when he's with um, Prince Ali. And it's as, you know, the Will Smith, you know, the black guy that we all know. Yes. And so those early pictures of of those, you know, of that being released when he wasn't blue make more sense and I'm happy they did that. Um Sure. But I don't know, man. Where where do you land? Where we talked a little bit this morning, but where are you on this whole Will Smith uh, genie? All thing? right. So Will Smith is the genie in this trailer. I felt energy-wise was closer to what I was yes. hoping for. Because uh there's a scene of him kind of like poofing from chair to chair while talking yeah. to Aladdin which felt very 
animated genie. Like yes. him being kind of goofy. Quick and movie and, you know, yeah. Uh, I didn't love the little snippet of You Got a, fr- or a, f- a Friend Like Me where he was like rap singing it. Uh, but maybe, that, maybe not. That felt a little too Will Smith in his rap career. I was like, oh shit, is he going to try and Wild Wild West this shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, is yes. he producing the soundtrack for this movie? Yeah. Um, comes because, <laughs> exactly, because there was a time where every vehicle he starred in, he produced the soundtrack for and always had like the title song <laughs> off of the soundtrack. Arabian Defender. <laughs> A wild wild west, <laughs> chicka chicka wild wild west. <laughs> Come on, uh, Cisco, <laughs> going uh, straight to the, the wild, wild wild west. Thong song, <laughs> the thong, that the thong, 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 thong <laughs> Exactly. Um, um, so I didn't, I didn't care for that. I, I have to add something right there. I, I think you have the same problem that I do, or at least you're hinting around it. I still think it's just too much Will Smith in the movie. It is. It is. It's not like he's being – it's not like him as Hancock when he's like no. this depressed superhero who hasn't shaved. He, it's like, oh, yeah, is, that's Will Smith. It's just, hey, Will Smith it, it came off stage at the blue of a Blue Man Group cameo and is popping around this movie But set. to be fair, everyone's argument to that is, well, Robin Williams was, was just, just being Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. I, uh, and I understand that, and I don't have a retort to that. I just exactly. think Robin Williams is better at it. But here's the song that I did like was hearing uh, Aladdin sing A Whole New World. Yeah. He, he like, did the weird teenage Aladdin singing voice where it's like, A whole new world. Don't hey, you girl. Dare close your eyes. You're right, like, yeah, I'm a breathy teen. Cool. <laughs> it was... It was kind of weird. <laughs> Do you trust me? Yeah. Come on, girl. Look into my eyes. All of a sudden, we're Zach and Cody in Aladdin. <laughs> totally. I'm a street rat, and you're a princess. Is that a tiger? <laughs> Sweet. That's Life exactly, of Zach and Cody. That's exactly what it felt like. It was Come weird. Come on, Abu. But it... But what's odd is it felt that's what it felt like in the cartoon movie. Yeah. But the problem is, and this is where I think that, and you know, I may have just said it now that I'm saying it out loud. I may, it may have dawned on me what the problem is. There are weird elements that are hyper realistic and then still very cartoony. Yeah. And it's like they couldn't land on, okay, is this going to be like a realistic take on Aladdin with songs? Or is this going to be like a cartoon version of Aladdin with songs? And instead they're like, eh, fuck it. Let's just do both. (laughs) Well, I mean, in all honesty, um, oh, man, I'm blanking on the director's name. Guy Ritchie. Thank you. Guy Ritchie's other movies are kind of like that. Snatch is kind of cartoony. Yeah, but this is like cartoony in like – Disney way. I I mean, I understand that. Like in a like, let's just animate the Cave of Wonders, and it'll just look like he's like George Lucas shot this as one of the prequel trilogies. Fair point. I'll tell Uh, you. You want to know my biggest issue? Uh, Actually, before I get to that, did you see the news today of who's going to be Iago? uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, heck yeah, Alan Tudyk. I love. Is it Tudyk or Tudyk? I call it. I say Tudyk because I think I heard that in an interview once. Is it? Okay. And he responded to it. 
Uh, two dicks. Alan, two dicks. Alan, good old Alan. I love him. He's so funny. Good old Alan, four balls. So I, uh, I, I'm i fine with him being Iago, uh, but my my big problem wait, with no, the- my question is, wait, hold on. Let's not gloss no. over that. Is Iago going to talk in this movie? Yeah, he's Alan, two, well. Okay, I mean, but that uh, doesn't mean anything because you know who no. else Alan Tudyk plays? The chicken in Moana. He played Hey Hey in Moana. So he could just be doing a whole bunch of bagoks. He could be doing the Frank Welker thing where he just like makes sounds. <laughs> he, I think he's going down the Welker path, the Hollywood Welker path. I'm into that. I I love him as a voice actor. There he was keep a, doing that forever for a while. I did see an abnormal amount of hate though following that announcement in support of Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> which uh, you know was what? weird. It, People it were weird. like, "What the fuck? You can't recast Iago." I mean, like, I get changing all of the actors from the original people in this movie but damn it you are not gonna change this he, iago voice he, gilbert godfrey is as is as important to aladdin as james earl jones is to lion king and I if guess. he's coming back for lion king gilbert has to come back but no, I, guess. I i did wonder though when i was watching the trailer if at the end of it it was gonna have like a gilbert godfrey like or something and just kind of as a teaser at the end but it didn't this, and this is gonna Tudyk. sound mean but do you know what i i hoped i had hoped that they were announcing that alan tudjik was doing what was that the voice of jafar because i'm gonna be honest this dude sounded about as menacing as my okay. high school janitor Thank you. You got to where I was going. I said I was going to say my one big problem with this trailer, and I feel like it's going to be a big problem with the movie, is Jafar. I don't think they cast it right, and I don't think he's playing it right. He's playing it super mellow he's from what I've seen in the mellow. trailer. But also, my goodness, if you're the grand vizier of an Arabian palatial land, you are not 32. Right. You're just not. And also, why is Jafar a thirst trap? He does not need to be sexy. He should have been. I I wanted weird, lanky face, tall, like scary looking. Yes. Uh, Vincent give Price. Give me Christopher Lee. For yeah. God's sake. Well, I get it. They wanted they wanted to cast eth- ethnically accurate, That's which is fine. fine. But they could have gotten somebody who looked more villainous. Right. This guy is hot. Yes. And he's young. Unnecessarily hot and unnecessarily young. And he's doing a totally... He's like, hey, so I need you to go into this uh, cave and get this lamp for me. Um, he I'm, may the bad, as well, I'm the bad guy in this movie, okay? He may so. as well say, sup, bro, to start it. Because he's weird. not dressing up like an old man. He's no. just like, hey, Aladdin, we buds, right? You I wanted him to me? turn around and help you. I wanted to hear him be like, yes. You're going to go into the Cave of Wonders and take the lamp. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's just like, I need your help. No, listen. Maybe some whispering. No, they could have gone over the top, okay? If they're going to rap sing you a friend like me. I mean, yeah. This dude could be a cartoon character. Like, yeah. let the evil guy be a cartoon character. Well, if they're they're going to follow the story of Aladdin, by the end of it, he will be. So that's what we're talking anyway. Villains. That leads us us into uh, something that Disney does not have a... Disney does not have a villain problem, unlike Marvel. No, and even though Disney and Marvel are kind of the same, I will say that, you know, when we're talking Disney, when you talk the the classic movies, I think there is something to be said about the villains that they put down. Sure. Um, Because, man, I don't know. It's just... 
those really, when you think back to, you know, Little Mermaid, Ursula's just such a big part of it. And obviously she is. She's the antagonist. Sure. But I don't know. Those movies, I don't want to say are defined by their villains because they're defined by their heart and their song. But the villains, my goodness, such such strength in all of them. Uh, some of my faves, we'll just throw them out there. Uh, Scar, obviously. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's, a t- he's a tough one to beat. Killed his brother. Taking over the land, he's vicious. It's basically Hamlet, but it's basically with Hamlet. lions. And come on, Jeremy Irons is so perfect. He's honestly, and I know what they were doing when with the casting of the new one, but Jeremy Irons, I would almost rather he come back as Scar than uh, James Earl Jones come back as Mufasa. Agreed, totally agreed. Uh, you've got uh, we talked about him at the beginning, <coughs> Gaston. Yeah, fantastic. What did you think about the live-action Gaston in Beauty and the Beast? You know, I thought Luke Evans did it as good as it could have been done. I'm going to be honest. I think he was a great— Yeah. That was one of the strongest parts of that movie, was I I, thought he was pretty well cast. I agree. And I thought, like, he— And I I, thought that uh, LeFou was good. I Uh, thought LeFou was okay. I—man, it's weird, because I think there is a likability— to, to Josh, Josh Gad, Gad that the LeFou character doesn't need. He needs to be more toady. Um, and I just inherently like Josh Gad. So I think he did great. And his songs were funny. I did not like uh, there's the song, the song about Gaston at the end when Josh Gad tries to spell his name. Yeah. Like, G-A-S. Now I'm realizing I've never actually spelled your name out loud before. Or whatever yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that addition. What? I don't know. I don't know why. It just that bothered me. But anyway, I think he did fine. No, not I, anyway. This is important. This is the this is the meat and this, potatoes of our discussion. So we're talking about that that uh that refrain. <laughs> we're only talking about that for the remainder of the to- our recording. I don't know why it uh, uh, maybe because it was different than the original. Maybe because it was silly when I di- didn't think it needed to be silly. Sure. There's just something about it that grates me when he does that. So I'm going to be honest with you, a Disney villain that always stuck out for me as a kid and that kind of freaked me out when I was growing up was uh, Ursula. Oh, Ursula's crazy scary. But specifically the end of that movie when she grows like to the size of a three-story building in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, but wouldn't anybody be scary if they were the size of a three-story building? Exactly, and And that's my point. That's kind of what I was going to say. Even if she was nice. She like I brought cupcakes. That's what I was like, gonna ah! say. Back back in the day, um, back in the day, you and I did an episode on I think horror movies. Yes, one of our first couple episodes, and we talked about things that scared us. Yes, and it is. I have a fear of abnormally lar- large <laughs> things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why that's and it sounds like a weird fear but like when you think about it like like the the reality of a giant something outside <laughs> the window of my house freaks me the fuck out like it's that level of like too big to control you know what I'm <laughs> right, saying yeah like it's too big to fail just like our yeah. bank system and which is also horrifying right it's very horrifying <laughs> um but like 
as a kid, I went on the Kongfrontation ride at oh, Universal man, that, Studios. Oh, man, that just destroyed you. It did, and it ends with a, like, 30-foot-tall animatronic King Kong grabbing the car that you're on and kind of like, ah, like, acting like he's going to eat giving it. it. giving it a huge blowjob as he you is. He's just like, camera. oh, oh, oh. Well. Um, it's really not as entertaining as people think. It's not, but... It's not as sexual as people think. <laughs> it no, sounds, it's, exa- it's exactly it sounds, as sexual. It sounds pretty hot. Um, <laughs> but it scared the shit out of me. And for some reason, every time it reached that part of the movie, when she grew to that huge size and the boat is like kind of being cast about on the stormy seas, that part always freaked me the fuck out because I could put myself on the bow of that ship staring at this like gigantic three-story octopus witch witch woman and i was like this is fucking horrifying (laughs) you wanna you wanna know why ursula was very scary to me yes um and i can say this on the podcast because it'll never get listened to but her (laughs) her her demeanor and her appearance outside of the tentacles and her haircut looked very similar to my aunt and therefore was married. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> That's actually uh, why it scared me as well. I wasn't yeah. going to say anything, but if <laughs> you were scared of my aunt as I'm well, I'm scared of your aunt. Um, but no, so that that was that was part of it for me. Now I will say one of the things about Ursula that always did freak me out, especially when I was a kid, was her death is incredibly violent. She just gets run through with the mast of the ship. With the broken mast. It's like this jagged, broken And it just, like, part. stabs straight yeah. through her. Yeah. And then it, it, like, shows her skeleton and her getting electrocuted. And No blood, though, because no, it is a no, Disney no. cartoon. Although I will say, I think, and I was thinking about this the other day, and I told Amanda this. She didn't agree with me, but I don't care. Um, I think I'm right. Have Do you remember the movie Tarzan? The yeah. Disney movie Tarzan? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the bad guy in that one. Um, oh, crap. Whatever, whatever the bad guy's name is in that one. Yeah, Clayton. the hunter, Clayton. Yep. Do you remember how he dies? He falls off a cliff. No, him and Tarzan are wrestling in tree vines, and uh-huh. he gets a tree vine wrapped around his neck. Oh, and, and he gets he, hung. And he cuts the rest of the tree vines with his machete, and then falls, and you see it lightning flash, and you see like the silhouette of his shadowed dead body what? hanging against the tree, and then the machete just goes. Bing! into the ground i don't remember that at all it is rough dark (laughs) i think he has the darkest like visually shown death now there's a lot more like people falling off cliffs getting crushed whole bunch of stuff but he his is actually shown to a degree and i think it's one of the most violent i actually do not remember that but that sounds heinous You want to know um, I uh, a, a villain that I think often gets overlooked but is horrifyingly evil, in my opinion? What's that? Is Frollo from uh, oh, yeah, Notre, from Hunchback of Hun- Notre Dame. Yep. He, uh, one, I love his songs. If a villain has a Now, he does song, die by falling off <coughs> a big thing and just onto the steps. That is the, a very Disney-esque way to kill villains. Is oh, because you can just falling, fall into nothing. Or, right, or them flames. falling to their death. That's how Gaston dies. Yep. That's how Frollo dies. That's how Scar dies. Uh, no. Scar gets eaten, eaten by, by hyenas. hyenas. Yeah. No, but Hades kind of dies that way because he gets dragged down that pit. Anything That's where right. you can suspend like the, the character away from the camera until they eventually fade into nothingness and so you don't have to show blood. Sure. Great. Not a lot of shotgun to the faces in Disney. No. 
Although, Although I would say if they if there were, yeah. maybe they can do it now that they own Fox. Make what some about, shotgun to the face animated movies. What about if we think outside of some of the classic Disney's? Like how scary was the the Horned King from Oh from the Black, Black Cauldron? Cauldron? That's one of Amanda's favorites. Yeah. Well, that's just a scary movie. That <laughs> yeah, is a scary movie. Tim Burton. That is a um, very scary movie. Uh, what about Radig- Radigan? Yzma? Oh, I, I love Yzma. I don't think what she's about a scary Kronk? villain, but I love Yzma. Kronk's not a e- villain. Yzma, put your hands in the air. Put your hands in the air. I <laughs> speak squirrel. Squeak, squeaker, McSqueakington. Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeakin. Um, Kronk is a villain. I mean, he's a henchman, but he's not a bad guy, because even at the end, he listens to the angel. And the sequel is Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, and so. he's the he's the protagonist of that one. What about kind of, Oogie Boogie? Oogie Boogie's awesome. Now, I will say this. I hate to decry that movie a little bit, yeah. but I, Oogie Boogie's in like four minutes of that movie. He's not really the protagon- the antagonist. I mean, he kind of is, but the antagonist is really just Jack's hubris. That's fair. Wow, you got like super like... Uh, Deep? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, the real villain is Jack's hubris. <laughs> Thanks, Gaston. Um, what I was really thinking about, no. But, I mean, it, it is. Like, Bo- Boogie steals Santa Claus at the end and then sings maybe the best song in the in the movie. But he's not really, like, holding things up along the way. Um, what about Shere Khan? I love Shere Khan's Jungle Book. scary. Yeah? I, what do you, you think know, about Idris Elba Shere Khan from, I liked Idris Elba from the Favreau Jungle Book? You know, the Favreau Jungle Book I don't think gets talked about enough. It was it was pretty darn good. Yeah? As the live-action remakes go, it's one of the better ones. I will totally agree with that, 100%. Um, I mean, obviously, if we're talking evil, the top of the list is Cruella de Vil. For sure. She wants to kill puppies. A hundred of them. <laughs> How much more evil can you get? Yeah. She is planning to, has collected, and is prepared to murder a hundred and one puppies. A hundred and one. Like, that's the top of the evil game. I could not agree okay. more. So we're here. We're talking tops now. Yeah. Should we do, I mean, obviously we should, but let's do a top five Disney villains. Yeah, before we do that, can we like guest cast some? Can we oh, like Oh yes. Can we just dream cast some Disney villains? Yes. And I don't mean like the the failed Sega console. I mean like <laughs> like can we put forth actors to play these people? Yeah, of course. Um let's do one that has never been done. You ready for this one? Yes. Let's do uh oh Let's do live action Hades. Ooh. All right. So live action. Because you know that that movie is coming down the pipeline at some uh, it, point. It's got. To, I think it's actually been greenlit, but I don't know. Um, okay. So Hades. Sh- okay, do we need to keep it ethnically accurate? I mean, obviously these are Greek gods, but should we nah. keep it Mediterranean? I don't think so. All right. Well, then who would have the gravitas and evil to play? But he has to be kind of, in my mind, the way James Woods played him was kind of like an evil talk game show host. Yeah. Or car salesman. You know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of he's kind of quick and witty, but he's also kind of like, hey, babe, come on. You know, da, 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 da. Um, I'm thinking 
Who's game show hosty? I mean, that, that that way we get. I mean, Tom Hardy could be game show hosty. Oh God! But he'd want to do a weird voice for. He Hades. would want to do. He would want to do a weird voice. The thing is, I haven't seen this side of him, but I feel like Carl Urban could do a good job. Oh. I just want to see Carl Urban like open it up. Ooh, you know who I'd love to see do it, and I know he can play crazy and unhinged too. Chris Pine. Yeah. Because he played, you remember him playing the Trimmer brother? I do. In Smoking Aces? I do, I do. That but would he actually... can also be kind of schmarmy and like, I mean, he his Captain Kirk kind of like, he yeah. kind of aloof. If, if we wanted to go a little bit older and not as muscular, I think, and honestly for Hades, I'd be fine with non-muscular. I think John Malkovich could do a real good job. John Malkovich? Yeah. That, I feel like that would be weird. Yeah, I don't but, know that I can get on board with that one. I, I stand by it. I think it's just as weird as James Woods. Uh, hold on. I've got a really weird inspired pitch <laughs> here. i got to look up the name, though, because for some reason I can't. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, what about Rob McElhaney from uh, <laughs> It's Always Sunny? <laughs> Mac. Really? Really? Yes, really. I don't. I don't. And he's too goofy for, for Hades. Is he? Can he play? Hades is kind of goofy. I mean, he is in the cartoon version, I guess. I don't know. I just I see him more as a henchman. He could be uh, Pain, whatever the Bobcat Goldthwait character was. What? No, that'd be Charlie Day. <laughs> that would be Charlie Day. That'd be a hundred percent day long. That'd Charlie be a hundred percent Charlie Day. All right, so we're having some some trouble on this one. We'll come back. What about Ursula? Ooh, Ursa. I mean, let's see who's. I, I, I'll tell you who I would love is be Kathy Bates. Okay. Uh, you know who what? I would like? Maybe who's that? Octavia Spencer. Ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, I, I think either of those are good. Octavia Spencer would bring. A really and cool Octavia Spencer, I don't know if you've it. seen, she's um she's doing a horror movie. In that new is Ma or something? And she it, looks she's kind of pulling off that whole like crazy psycho I'm gonna fuck you up kind of it's vibe. It's creepy as shit, yeah. But if it we were gonna awesome. go if we we're gonna go maybe for a less like may, this is maybe casting against the look of it, the look of the character, maybe going for like a thinner kind of like more siren-esque witch i Wait, would you say you broke up you broke up real quick what did you say i would say if we're going for like a thinner more siren-esque version so uh-huh. casting against the actual cartoon look i would even throw out maybe angela bassett angela bassett could be cool tilda swinton could probably do a good job oh yeah i could get down with a tilda swinton one yeah Although uh, Tilda Swinton may be better. I know they've done a live-action Cruella DeVille with Glenn Close, but I yes. bet Tilda Swinton could really do a good Cruella DeVille. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Or... You know, you know who I'd know. give to a young Cruella DeVille? Uh, uh, Emma, Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. I, she she could nail that, I think. I would totally watch an Emma Stone, like, young yeah. Cruella DeVille. Now, with Maleficent, we haven't talked about Maleficent, but she's up there on like the high tier of Disney. She's villains. already been cast. It's I know. Angelina do we Jolie. do we agree? Yeah, she's fine. There. <laughs> did you know that they're making 
Maleficent 2? And did you know it's coming out in like a couple months? I knew they were making it. I didn't know when it was coming like, out. Like it's it's like filming. It's like it's like way Weird. far along. I don't Weird. know how or why. The first one was fine. I felt okay. like I wanted to say that like Christopher Walken for some I don't know how or why, <laughs> why? they're first doing it, but they are. Fine. It's crazy. It's weird. Uh, the first one wasn't good. That has some ropes and vines in it. Jolie's all right. <laughs> Jolie is fine, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Who else? Oh, oh. I got a suggestion for Hades. Oh, okay. Okay. You ready for this? Probably. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Sam Rockwell. That would be interesting. And he could do, like, villainy, I bet, if he wanted. Oh, I mean, he has. Well, yeah, I mean, of course. But, I mean, just, like, I think that dastardly, like, capable yeah. villainy. And he f- kind of feels like a car salesman. He kind of feels smarmy. <laughs> he feels like a car salesman. <laughs> yeah, he does. He you does. know what I'm saying? I, I, I can get on board for Sam Rockwell. All right. Um, All right, I guess we can get into our tops. We I just wanted to like dreamcast some. Yeah, uh, well, some of the ones that haven't already been cast, like you know, because right. they're making them all apparently. And um, I know they're doing Little Mermaid. I'm sure they'll have Lin Lin Manuel Miranda play Ursula. He'll be the he'll be Sebastian. He'll be all of them. He'll be everyone. I, I, I'm gonna put hundred bucks that Lin Manuel Miranda is Sebastian in oh, the, the Little Mermaid. I'm gonna be honest. I hope not. I mean, you know it's gonna happen. It is going to happen. He's the singing Jamaican guy. Do you think that they're going to cast against that, though? You think nah. they're going to get I don't him? Know. I don't know. I, I think they'd. I, someone has tossed out the idea. And it's not just me. <laughs> I guarantee you prob- it. You're probably right. Uh, so we, uh, okay. All right. So, so top five Disney villains. We should list. All right. <laughs> list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. List. All right. So, so here's the big question, Q. Question of the hour. Yes. Are we doing favorite? Are we doing best? And then what does that mean? Or are we doing worst? Like, who's the worst person? Um. Are we like taking scale of their actions into consideration? For instance, Haiti. Hades is trying to take over and destroy the whole world. Shere Khan wants to kill a lost boy. Yes. So, like, um, are, how I would we... say most it most villainous. Most so, yes. villainous. Most villainous Disney villain. All right. Um, so, I mean, we've I named... would, we've already put it out there that Cruella has to be on this list. She wants to murder one hundred and one puppies. <laughs> yeah, just without question. That's, she's on there. That's pretty fucking villainous. I I would. I would vote heavily for high on the list for Scar. Oh, for sure. For sure. He wants to not only he only he murdered his family member. Yeah, brother. But he is also trying to kill his nephew. And he like destroys the whole valley. He he starves a whole bunch of people. Let's be honest, it it's implied heavily that he gets super rapey with his brother's <laughs> wife. It is implied that he's getting yeah, okay, so he's definitely up. So there. he's terrible. Um, v- villainous, I would also say Maleficent is up there. Yeah. 
She's an evil, evil, evil witch lady. I don't know that I would put her up there. I mean, she is an evil witch lady, but she doesn't really do all that much. She's not even really in that movie very much. What? Just the, kind of the end, and she is the juxtaposition, or she is the th- catalyst that sets everything into motion. But she's not like lurking around being super villainous. I mean, she's and not she in- doesn't even kill the girl. She just makes her, her pass she, out. She does turn into <laughs> a giant dragon, though. I mean, but that's not villainous. Eh, I can make I f- an argument for it, but let's see what else we can come I up with. I feel like so far, Scar is way more villainous, and so is Cruella DeVille. They're oh, like well, straight, up, straight up wanting to murder folks. I, I would agree with those two staying on the list for sure. Uh, I would say another person who's, let's, I, I mean, murder is pretty high up there. Yeah. Uh, I would say. Frollo uh, has a whole bunch of people killed. I was about to say, Frollo is pretty fucking bad. That's yeah. a bad dude. I, I'm on board with Frollo uh, being on there. I you mean, know who Ursula? else I'd put on there we haven't really talked about? Who's that? M- Madame Medusa from The Rescuers. She's kidnapping kids. She's kidnapping kids and, like, to- like neglecting them. Yeah. Like, making them be slaves and is totally fine with murdering yeah, a no, child I'm, I'm if on, need I'm, be. I've already got her written up on as a Madame Medusa on And can right I now. throw one... This may be, like, kind of out there, and I know he's not hurting actual people, but (laughs) Sid from Toy Story (laughs) is pretty fucked up. (laughs) Like, he's straight up, like, (laughs) relishing pulling these toys apart in a torture-type fashion. I would say, because we're getting to where we only have, like, one spot left, I would say I would vote Sid or Hades. And I would say I think I vote Hades Sid. Is, <laughs> Hades is way more villainous. What are you talking about? I vote Sid. Sid is like torturing things. Hades just wants to like be the new Zeus. But <laughs> he's way more villainous. His scale is way bigger. But not really, because he just like he 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 tried to kill Hercules, who was a god. I know, but again, to your point from earlier, Sid didn't technically do anything to anyone. He's just weird. I'm pretty sure he's murdering people as an adult. Let's we don't know that. We know he's working as a garbage man. We know that. But let's also take into context toys are alive. <laughs> so mean, they, fe- they feel it. He doesn't know that. And when he learns that, he straightens up. But we know. No, he doesn't straighten up because he learns that. He straightens up because they're <laughs> going to do the same thing to him. I mean, it's true, but that's also when he learns. The he's not like, he's not like, oh, I feel bad for everything I did to you. He's like, oh, my God, please don't pull my head off and put it on a spider body. I'm just saying that that, that, that is when he learns that toys are alive. It just happens to also be a threat. Mm, gosh. I'm just telling when it when it comes to actual levels of villainy. Hades raises the Titans. You're telling me those people didn't step on somebody. He kidnaps the gods. He tries to kill a baby, Hercules. He's more villainous. And he's made of fire. All right, if we're going to put it between Hades, then I'd say Hades and Gaston. I still think Hades is more villainous. Because Gaston Gaston would totally rape Belle if he got the opportunity. I mean, he would. Let's be honest. He would. He is, he is going to. In that movie, he's going to. But the beast pushes him off of a roof. Before he gets the opportunity. I mean, I get it. I still think Hades is more villainous. But you're right. 
Gaston's way more raping. Who is Hades raping? Is what I'm saying. The world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's not raping Bell because neither did Gaston. He got pushed off a roof. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you try to rape people. That is. It is. You, you deserve to get pushed a hairy off roofs. Beast off you. Pushed you off a roof. <laughs> Yeah, and hairy beast means high five. High yes. five is gonna track you down and push you off a roof. That's what we do in our downtime. That's so we the push rapists off we're, roofs. We're like weird vigilantes, <laughs> very specific. Except we just say push when we're doing it. We're like, hey, push. Yeah, we're like, hey, is your name Gaston? Well, it is now. Bye. Bye. Leave <laughs> Bell alone, and they're like, who's Bell? <laughs> Splat. Yeah. Uh, I guess them, we can. I guess dying. we. You. I feel like you're not gonna let Hades go. I'm, I'm so not gonna I'm just let... gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to concede to Hades. But Hades is a strong number five. Then. I okay. A strong number five. So we're we've got above Hades. We've got Madame Medusa, Frollo, Cruella, and Scar. I would say it's gonna be if I had to just take a stab at it. I would <sighs> go Hades, Madame Medusa, Frollo. Cruella DeVille scar. That's exactly how I have it, and that's I is what I would agree with. Yeah, because I feel like Scar is the, just so villainous. He's so bad, and he has maybe the best villain song. Be prepared. Yeah. Be well, prepared. you know who should be prepared for this list? The world. The world, because we just gave it to him. We just gave you the top five animated most villainous Disney villains. Hit it! That. Hit us, Jay. Number five. Hades, number four, Madame Medusa, number three, Frollo, number two, Cruella DeVille, and number one, Scar. Noise. You sound like the movie phone guy for a minute. Thank you. Welcome to AOL Movie Phone. Why don't you just tell me what Disney villain you like best? Press one for Cruella DeVille. Press two for Rattigan. I just yeah, wanted to say Rattigan in that Rattigan again. No. Oh. Very I good, man. That's a good list. That is a solid list. Now everybody can use it at cocktail parties. That's right. Anytime anybody asks you what the top five most villainous Disney villains are, you just rattle off your high five list. Or you just make them, as we've t- said before, sit them down and make them listen to this episode. Yeah, Wherever that's you probably... are, at a party, at work, during a funeral, doesn't matter. At a matter. concert? D- yes. Listening to another podcast, don't care. Doesn't they matter. Sit them down and say, this is High Five Colon the podcast, and then tell them, just like we're about to tell you, to like us on all social networks, follow us on Facebook, follow us on SoundCloud, tell other people about us, and then make your friends give us a five-star review, because you know what? You, you're great, and we really appreciate you listening to the show. And we hope you have a fantastic week. I hope they have such a great week that all of their dreams come true. Yep. Bye. Bye. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 
High Five the Podcast. On Twitter at High the Number Five the Podcast. Instagram at High Five the Podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching High Five colon the Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Crossing the streams? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happened to the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.